welcome to The Relentless Life. I am Chance Galloway, 22-year-old published author, fitness entrepreneur, and podcaster. The mission of this show is to deliver empowering conversations, ideas, and perspectives to help you overcome adversity, level up, and unlock your vision of success. Thanks for tuning in. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Awesome. All right, guys, what's going on? Chance Galloway here with The Relentless Life. You found yourself on episode number 33. And today, uh, man, I'm, I'm just so excited about today's guest. We've been, we've been networking and bringing on some really incredible individuals from LinkedIn. And today happens to be uh, someone who's an author, digital marketer, growth hacker, which by the way, we're going to get to that right off the bat because that intrigues the hell out of me. <laughs> Speaker, entrepreneur, and immigrant from South Africa, which is also very cool. Um, he, uh, our, our guest today is, is big into technology. He graduated from Arizona State University. He's only 22 years old, has accomplished more than most 40, 50-year-olds have in their, <laughs> in their lifetime, I'd say. And, uh, and, and is going to talk a lot about digital marketing and, and uh, nutrition as well, which is what he um, got his uh, degree in from ASU. So without no further ado, um, please help me in welcoming Nico D. Bruin to the show. Thanks for being with us today, Nico. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, a, been a fun little journey, but yeah, we can, listen, like I told you in the beginning, we can go any way you want with this conversation. So yeah. thank you for having yeah. me on and dude, that's, uh, I'm pumped. Yeah, me too, man. We're just gonna let it flow, and that's usually how I uh, how I do it. In the beginning of the show, it was it was more the conversations where I would say were more forced. But as um you know as I'm going through throughout the podcast and and learning more about interviews and and listening to podcasts, um, it's getting a lot it, it more flowy. It's it flows and it's it's fun. It's like it's just it's a lot of fun, man. Dude, that's and that's the thing. It should be a conversation, right? So yeah. many people think it's just like. I'm going to ask you questions. You're going to tell me the answer and like, we'll move on. Like, no, no, this is a conversation. Right. That's exactly right, man. Let's, uh, let's, let's get right into things. And I, I want to, you know, after reading your bio, um, I want to talk about growth hacker. That's like, I've never seen that before. I, I like that growth hacker. Yeah, talk. actually I, I borrowed it from my buddy, um, Sarah Groves who's also huge on LinkedIn, but the, the essence of a growth hacker is someone who really defines what they do, how they impact the world in a growth state so mm -hmm. basically i look at low cost high yield marketing gotcha basically for me my clients um and really my friends because really at this point in time there is so 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 many opportunities out there but yes. some are more impactful and some are less so i try to find what is that most impactful place i can put my marketing into that has the highest results so yeah growth hackers is a fun little term i'm uh, i'm contemplating like changing it to growth storyteller because really that's the best way to market right now is telling stories yes absolutely man absolutely what um what got you into this when did this whole thing start for you this journey of of growing and helping other people being you know being impactful when did that start really it started for me about two years ago uh, as you can probably the listeners can't see, but I have a huge stack of books back there. And I wrote, yep. I read this book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon oh Hill. 
and it's a great book. But what the the essence of the book was was saying was, listen, you kind of need to define what you want from life. And I'd never gone through the process of defining what I wanted to be. So, long story short, I, I you know, immigrant from South Africa, all all the successful people around me and the people I interacted with were going to be doctors. So I defaulted. I'm going to study medicine and become a doctor. And when I read that book, everything changed because really I. I saw that I wanted to appease other people and culture rather than myself. So I never had that, you know, identity that, you know, I was doing this for me. Now I know that I wasn't doing it for me, I was doing it for the culture and society. So that book inspired me to really go through this whole motion of what do I actually really like to do? Like, why do I want to talk to people? Like I went into medicine because I wanted to help people. And later I found out that, you know, 80% of the time you're spent not helping people directly, right? only 20% of the time you're actually working with clients. And I was like, ooh, so I'm going to hate 80% of my job. That sounds awful. Let's not do that. And let's just throw everything on the board. So I tried everything, dude. I tried real estate, logistics, you know, transportation. I tried everything. And that's kind of how I found my way into, into marketing is because I really am bad at so many things, but I can tell a mean story. And I learned how to harness that as a as a career path so that's kind of where we are today oh yeah that's that's important though man telling a story like mm-hmm. that's like it's you know telling a story and being able to sell it in a way they they kind of brush elbows they kind of go hand in hand you know exactly exactly i mean like that's the biggest thing it's like if i tell you hey you look like you worked out today that's fine, right? Like it doesn't do anything for me. But I'm like, right. listen, like, you're working out. You're like doing this, this, this. I, I built a whole story around it. You're gonna remember that. Actually, this is a fun activity I like to walk my clients through. Is tell me a advertisement that you saw on Facebook or Instagram a couple of days ago. Can you think mm-hmm. of one? Um, State Farm. State Farm. Okay. Yeah, I saw okay. it on TV. Yeah, yeah. That bump, so, the the bump, 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 or whatever. Okay, I will, I will give it. That's a great one. But let me ask you, what is your favorite childhood movie? There's a lot out there. First um, one the you know what good one is? Is The Sandlot. Sandlot. See, like, in our minds, like, a story goes so further. So, like, even there, you, you thought about, there's probably, like, you know, Lion King and Sandlot, and you probably thought about so many, but instinctively came to you because you we're conditioned to love stories. We've always done it, and we always will do it. That's wild, man. It really so, is. It, come, it comes down to like this. The I've been getting into like studying the mind and how how we process information, how we store it within the subconscious, and you know how those the conscious subconscious interact, and that has psychological psychological like has a lot to do with marketing. And obviously, that's what you do. Um, it's crazy, man. It, it, it it's crazy how. Uh, whether that be a digital marketer or just you know any any type of marketing, um, how you can study someone else, study your consumer, your customer, your client, and then based off of that, market towards them, towards what they're already you know pre-consuming or, or, or thinking ahead of time. I think that's that's powerful. It's it's everything too, and that's why I decided to write the book in the first place. So my book's called We're All Marketers because when mm-hmm. I started actually understanding what's happening in the industry, uh, whether that's marketing or, or um, you know, any, anything. We are so, so conditioned to see marketers as people who advertise, right? Run Facebook ads and all that. But really, 
when I was interviewing some of the top marketers in the country, I found out that's really, really simple. Like they actually really just pay attention to the fundamentals of what humans want. There's about like seven to 12 things that we as humans need, you know, security, you know, desire, you know, passion. There's certain emotions that we all need. And it's really all I do as a marketer is find out what's that simple emotion that you, that I'm trying to convey, right? That we were working with a security company. That's pretty easy. That's safety, right? So how do I tell a story that this product will enable you to be safe? And you know, right. I, I have to believe in the product. So it's uh, it's it's you know, after seeing it, I was like, okay, that makes sense. This would help me so much more. So really, at the end of the day, like that is that is all we're doing as marketers is figuring out what's that basic psychology, and how do I learn how to use it in a positive way? Right, Nico. What would you say your why is? My why is super simple. Like I want to leave every single person better than I found them. That's that's as simple as it is. Hold on one and, second. And, Get easel, Sorry about that. You're good. You're good. No, um, yeah. My why is super simple. It's how can I, as a one one person in a drop of the ocean, have a huge impact on people. Um, I think and you have to kind of have something that's outlandish like that. And that's why I do podcasts like this or write books is because I can't reach 7.7 billion people on my own. That's just like not possible. Mm-hmm. So like if I can leave one person better, they will leave one person better. And like this whole snowball approach happens. Yeah. It's uh, it's very fulfilling, Nico. Very fulfilling when you help, un- help another, another person. Exactly. Um, you, you feel about you feel that in the podcast, right? Like you're making a difference. Absolutely, absolutely. When you you know when you receive those messages, you know I'm sure you, you with your clients or when you're on a podcast, you may have said something that triggered something in someone's mind, and someone reaches out to you and says, "Hey, Nico, because of you, because of that podcast, because of you helping me with this, you know, digital marketing, um, whatever, you changed the way I." think about things you changed you allowed me to find and discover my why that to me is worth more than any amount of money money will always be there money's floating in the air you can go get it whenever you want but what you can't go and just get is that is the fulfillment of helping another human being and it's so rewarding to find individuals that are like-minded like such as yourself such as Mark Bowden I had on the show Jordan Paris David Meltzer all of these very impactful and influential people influential people it's it's so cool to just get everyone together and to just create this massive impact man Dude, it's everything and that's like i you know you're still in college but like you you're probably seeing it a lot more that you have to define your why you have to do yes. something that's bigger than yourself because Correct. that's really the only if you're just doing if listen i woke up every day and it's like i'm just doing this for me i would burn out super super quickly i've i mean i've made I did, I did the analytics the other day. I've spent over 500 hours building my personal brand on LinkedIn, right? Wow. Like, and that's since October. So it's not even that much and spent more than that creating content. That's just like the 500 just communicating to people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And really like I, if I was just doing this for me, like selfishly, like I would burn out quick, quick, right? Like it, just because it's not, it doesn't, we need as humans to push ourselves to help people. You know, we're yeah. wired. So you need to be stimulated. Exactly, exactly. And that's why like, I, uh, I love that you brought up why because you know, Simon Sinek was definitely one of those transformative people in my journey. That's why I'm always like, listen, figure out your why, 
you know, and then we figure out what the what and how is after that. But you have to get that why right. Exactly. So you read Start Start With Why by Simon Sinek, I'm assuming. I think so. If I were to break down the most impactful books for me, Think and Grow Rich has to be up there. Seth yep. Godin's new book, um, uh, This Is Marketing, and then Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Absolutely okay. amazing book. So. What did you say that one by uh, – what was his name, Seth? It's Seth Godin. Actually, I have it right next to me. It's called um, – I need to write that. I need to read that. This is marketing. It's kind of like cool little, little cover like this. So, yeah, this is marketing. Yeah, yeah. This is it's it's highly impactful because, again, you you'll read a lot of you read a lot about like the tips and and tricks and tactics that people use in marketing when really those change every single day. Um, mm. Actually, one of the, the things that I started writing my book it was called "This Is Guerrilla Marketing" because I was like, okay, I want to find these low cost, high yield marketing and write a book about it. But mm-hmm. I changed it midway through because of what I realized was Instagram's going to change. Facebook's going to change. MySpace was massive a couple of years ago. Now it wasn't. You know, Vine was huge, 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 huge. And now it's not. Right. So like the platforms and tactics are changing, but the principles stay the same. And that's, that's, why, that's why I decided to write and learn about it because if you get the principles right, you're it. Yeah, you're absolutely. What, in, what sparked that um, that you know, want to write a book, man. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, actually like I, I started theorizing that I wanted to write a book early in my journey about like six months in. I was like, listen, I'm not the only one going through what I'm going through. Right. I, cause I switched completely from nutrition to marketing. That's a whole 180. Yeah. But what I started learning and what one of my mentors actually taught me was if you look at the Forbes 30 on the 30 list, most of those people are creators in some sort. They've created a podcast, like what you're doing. They've created a book. They've created an event. They've created something that was the catalyst, right? And if you, I don't know if you've read Four Hour Work Week, but that's something that Tim Ferriss talks about too. Highly, I highly recommend. Um, no, I Jordan has he's instilled that one in my mind as well too. Great, great, great book. Yeah. Um, but really, like that's the thing is we have this perception about authority, which is absolutely crazy. Like you can watch videos about people hacking the system. And becoming experts in something that they weren't experts in a couple of years ago. Yeah. I have a nutrition degree, and I would I know more people who don't have a degree that are better at nutrition than I am because you have to follow where your passion is and build the credibility around that. So, the mm-hmm. the idea for the book started with okay, how do I how do I talk to marketers? Number one, I've never met a marketer before. How do I meet a marketer? Okay. Right. So it's like, I can do a podcast, I can figure something out, but I'm like, okay, let's just record, let's just start the conversation. So I reached out, I was like, hey, can I interview you for my book, XYZ, XYZ, XYZ. And I just sent hundreds of emails out, and finally start, people started getting back to me. And I started asking them very similar questions, like, how did you get into marketing? And later I realized that each person had something different in their story. Maybe they didn't say it right away. Like, my favorite is from the... Uh, one of the co-authors of a guerrilla marketing book called Wendy Stevens. And Wendy, as she's telling a story, we get to the end of the conversation and I'm like, okay, so how would you explain this to a five-year-old? And she goes, okay, when you walk or a five or 15 year old, I think 15 year old, uh, how do you explain like this, what you're, what you're talking about to a 15 year old? She's like, okay, cool. She's like 15 year old walks into a gym, right? The sales guy can do one of two things. He can be like, listen, we have great amenities, we have a great pool, you know, blah, 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 blah. I guarantee within the next five seconds, the kid's going to go, I don't care. But 
if you reframe the competition the conversation to say what can the gym give him so you, mm. you know listen we have a lot of high, you know high school students in here you know they've been gaining 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 and one of them went to state for xyz one of them you know lost 20 pounds if you tell me a story about the outcome rather than the actual you know thing that's mm-hmm. what sells people like we don't buy like most of the things we buy because it's that thing we buy it because it enables us to do certain things mm-hmm. you know so it's like before the park hopper you know really changed for disney that's why people spend right. so much extra money on park hopper because it enabled us to spend more quality time on rides with our family so um i started getting those and i was like wow this is that's impactful for me because i i'm not the smartest person in the world but i love listening to stories so i was like cool I'll tell their story, I'll figure out and digest what's that juicy principle that made them successful. And then I'll just give you, give some science and then give you a checklist, something that you can be like, oh, cool. Read the story, saw the research, convinced, here's a checklist I go through. How can I do that? So that's, uh, that's what the book turned into. And dude, it's been one of the most fun, stressful adventures, passion projects I've ever done. Yeah, I highly recommend so, everyone at least try it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just impacted me more than anything. It's really catapulted me into a marketer, and my my imposter syndrome is completely gone because of it. So, degree <laughs> <laughs> in marketing, like why why trust me? But like, right, I can right. talk about it. So, yeah, no, you just you just said a lot. I want to I want to touch on a lot of what. Yeah, please break it down. What you just stated um you said listening i want to talk about being open-minded i think that's absolutely crucial um as far as a book i i'm actually in the in the editing phase i wrote a book last summer Excellent. and uh, yeah so i'm i'm excited about that as well we could you know eventually we'll be help i'm sure helping each other to market and 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 do that type of a thing you know i only how old are you 22 22 yeah, yeah. oh Same. I, after this conversation we'll we'll link up because i definitely won't want to help as much as I can but yeah no vice versa man anything I can do for you as well but um but yeah dude remaining open-minded I think is just it's so it's literally so important that's how I've learned everything I've learned besides you know I I started reading this time last year and that's been a huge contributor to it but having an open mind is is in my opinion is everything because if you can have an open mind and not you know not have an ego or be arrogant when someone's talking to you and you'd be like oh yeah i know what that is you know i i know what they're talking about i already i've already been there done that type of a thing if you can remain open-minded and allow new perspectives you know to modify your perspective i think that's what's going to excel you in the long run it's everything like that. The, the once I learned about a growth mindset, I became obsessed with it. And it's exactly what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. am I open to new experiences, opportunities? Actually, I went so far as I don't watch the same movie. I don't go to the same restaurant. I don't go to like I try to drive different ways to work as much as I can because I continuously want to you know make it a habit to get out of that box that I've created for myself. It's because like that's the thing. It's I did not know about. I became a marketer about like eight nine months ago, but a year ago, twelve months ago from this month, I didn't know that marketing was a profession, right? Like 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 that's it. Like that's that's a crazy part. Like twelve months ago, I didn't even know you could be paid to market, right? So if I'm not open to a growth mindset, and that that was a perfect example. Like if I'm not open to that, like 
Right. I would never be where I am today. So it's it's everything. And the, the biggest thing, and someone's asked me, how do you teach a growth mindset? And really, like, it's so cliche, but just surround yourself with people who have it. And you probably, whether that's reading books, listening to the podcast like this, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, and they're always pushing the, the comfort zone and the, the mental fort that you really have, right? We, like, we, we all believe certain things are, you know, grounded, like, that's a law, like, that can't change. Really right. ask yourself, like, what would it look like if it did change? Right. Like, one of the biggest questions, um, so I, we, when I first started marketing, I launched a, a company, an app company. And one of the biggest questions that a, a friend of mine asked me that I still hold to this day is, what would this problem look like if we solved it in six months? Because I would be like, okay, we're going to do this in three years, in five years, in 10 years, we'll, we're, we sell. But then right. you asked me, very simply, and I don't, I don't even think he remembers it, but it was like, what would this look like if you did it in six months? And I'm like, yeah, like, so simple, so simple, but it's really like, what what would it look like it forces your brain to get out there and actually go try what would it look like so yeah and i think i think that comes down to like this is super cliche but just taking action you know tony robbins it just just getting out there and doing it i don't know there's i used when i was younger and even to this day sometimes i get you know i'm fearful of the outcome of what people are going to think of me i think that's just like normal human nature like we all experience that like insecurity type of a thing no matter who you are what age what everyone has that but it's the ones that can tell that voice you know you've heard this before but tell that voice to shut up and to Mm -hmm. keep trying new things to keep expanding that growth mindset as you were saying and i think that's what separates you know the multi-millionaires not just with money but multi-millionaires with leaving an impact um i think that's what separates them from just the average person who you know lives an average life which is nothing wrong with that but yeah if you want listen like i i know a couple of buddies who are ready to have a nine to five i don't i don't know that's them if they're happy with it i always and i'm so glad you brought up those insecurities because i i'm publishing a book like it is done my publisher's like it's happening and we're editing it right now but in my back of my mind, I'm like, oh, but like, what will people think? Like, there's so many insecurities. Like, I, I'm helping four people right now get comfortable on video, right? Yeah. I took me six months to get, like, comfortable posting something online because mm-hmm. we all have this, like, fear that people really care about what we do and everything. And the yep, biggest yep. thing that I learned was, like, 99.99999% of people just don't care. They don't care about what's going on with you because they have to focus on themselves. So that's what I keep telling myself too. And that's the biggest thing that held me back, right? Like when I, when I went through this, I was like, okay, I'm going to go finish my degree and then I will figure it out after that because I don't want people seeing them going to these classes and like, you know, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, deal with that. Right. I just want them to know that I, I think I have what I, you know, perception to the world. Like I have it figured out. Right. I want to showcase that bit. But when I started like being honest with myself and understanding that, listen, I'm insecure about getting this degree. I'm insecure about what my life is going to be outside. But by bringing that up, people started introducing me to other great people that would help me further. Right? By talking about your insecurities openly, I, like it's it's and it's still scary. Like I still talk about things online. I'm like, 
oh, like, I don't know, this might go, like, south, but it's, yeah, it's, that's, and that's one thing I, I was asking the other podcast, like, what would you tell your younger self, and that was it, like, just don't worry what people think. Right. Right. And so. that's, that's what sells, too, is being honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, a, I'm an online coach, and I have clients, you know, it's a little separate what you do compared to what I do, but it's, we still both have clients, and I think when you're honest with them, and you're upfront and you show them that you're human as well, they're going to want to work with you. They're going to form that relationship. No one wants to work with uh, a business or an individual who is, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, professional. I'm this, that, and the other. Not professional, but you know where I'm going with it. it yeah, I'm, um, I'm only that. You bring up such a good point, which is people online think they can only be one. They can be only have one like aspect of that, right? Correct. I, I deal with this on a daily basis, and I'm like, listen. Are you a dad? They're like, yes. I'm like, are you a son? They're like, yes. I'm like, do you have a hobby? Like golf. I'm like, so you're a golfer. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you can't, you're, we're so multifaceted and complex. Why are you showing that you're only one thing online? Because right. I guarantee, like, we make purchasing decisions every single day, mm-hmm. not because of logic, right? Like, I know, like, I'm, I have an iPhone, I have a Mac. I know that, tech, like, technology wise, the Mac is less superior than other computers. I know. There's other, you know, that has more RAM, you know, better graphics, all this stuff, right? right? But I bought it because of an emotion. I bought it because, you know, the person who I aspire to be has a Mac, right? And that's a very abstract, you know, point to make. But really, at the end of the day, that's that's it, though. Like, we, it's, yep. yeah, so uh, there's a little tangent right there. But, yeah, absolutely. Like, we are so multifaceted um, that you have to show and we only really buy like i had i have a ton of people who reach out to me right and i literally bought a like coaching classes from someone just because they showed like they educated me i saw their content they're openly vulnerable about it's scary going you know going full-time into entrepreneurship um going my side hustle and i was like dude i connect with that because i'm going through that right now like Mm -hmm. i'm going to like you a lot more because of your story and like yeah. what you're doing, so yeah. no, absolutely, man, absolutely. And I see that with I, I work for my uh, fa- family roofing company, so I work with that, you know, with with my pops and 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 the crews and stuff like that. And then I also, like I said, I do the online coaching. I'm a personal trainer. I've been certified with NASM for the last four years, so I work with clients one on one. I do online, so I have like like you said, it's multifaceted. I do a lot of different things, and I work with a lot of different people. And in every single thing I've done, every job I've worked, I've noticed that it's that relationship kindling. It's that, that connection that, you know, I can relate to you. I'm honest. I'm upfront. I have insecurities too. I'm human too. And people really, I think that is, oh man, that's the glue. That's what holds mm-hmm. us together as human beings is being honest and, you know, and holding yourself accountable to, to respect, you know, an, another person and to see that they're just the same as you. Dude, it's, it's yeah. I mean, like we. This is a, a topic I'm really passionate about because mm-hmm. the the biggest thing that I've noticed is, and, and this is like the biggest opportunity to anyone listening. The fact that you can be yourself on a platform like LinkedIn, like Instagram, like Facebook, yeah. yep. and still do great business, actually better business because of who you are, and like, you, like what you care about, is just utterly amazing. That that is that is the one thing that I think we will look back on and be like, why didn't we go 100% into that? Like, why didn't I do it earlier? 
the the story I always say, and I, I still kick myself for this, right? I've grown a nice little following on LinkedIn, a great community, huge raving fans, you know. But the <laughs> thing is, like, I started in October of 2018, and I went, you know, it's, uh, it's May now, but I was too scared to post on February. And that, like, six months, five, six months I missed, I think will set me back for the rest of my career. I'll, I'll, I'll get past it, but it's a great lesson because, you know, it is a failure, but I'm going to take a lesson out of it and be more, right. more up there in the next, next one. But really, I was just scared to put my, like, my personality online because I didn't think, who, who wants to hear about at the time I was 21? Like, well, who wants to hear a 21-year-old talk, right? Yeah, I, right, like, like, why listen to us? Like, you're, you have a podcast, like, why listen to you? Until yeah. I realized that all the information out there you won't pay attention to unless it's contextually made for you. The reason people pay attention to me is they want someone who, who wasn't a marketer, who just takes a hard concept and makes it simple, and that's the person they want to listen to, right? Mm-hmm. Same with you. Like you're having these conversations, but you're having it because you're interested in it, and because you're interested in people like me or like all your other guests, you know that other people will be interested in them too. So right. like. It's it, that's the biggest thing moving forward. I really want people to capitalize on is, don't worry what people think. I think that's like kind of the premise of this whole conversation. Don't worry what people think. Do it and just be you online or like yeah. offline. But still, like that's yeah. No. Either one, man. Yeah, it's they go hand in hand. I mean, offline, online. You should be be you, be yourself. Either no, I mean, you and I have never met in person. This is the first time you and I were having a conversation. We've already connected because we're both being genuine. We're being who we are. You know, I'm putting my full self into this conversation. The only thing that I'm concerned about right now is Nico. Um, exactly. You know what and I'm saying? I know. hundred percent. Like that's, that's like, I, I feel, and this is something I've, I've, I've based on who like your friends with Jordan Paris. I'm like, I'm obsessed with that guy. Uh, it's like by <laughs> association, I'm like, cool. I really like him. You're like proactive. You're like sending me all this stuff. Like this is what you need to do. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I, I feel like so connected. I bet if we met in person tomorrow, we just be buds. Like, like oh, absolutely. Absolute yeah, truth, right? Absolutely. Like, so it's, it, but it's, it's because we're authentic. Um, so yeah, like it's, and by the way, you bring up a very, very strong point is live in the now and learn to love the process. So I'll just, that does my last little, little thing there, but you said it so perfectly. I'm going to keep saying it in different ways because yeah. it's going to be meaningful to someone. So. Right on, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Real, real quick. I know we're running kind of short on time, but um, we might have a part two later in the future. I wanted to touch on two more topics um, before I ask my final question, um, and that is let's talk about innovation. I know you're big on on innovation, and then also I wanted to touch on formal education just a bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe. Yeah, which so innovation. Hit it. I, I I want you to just talk about innovation and how you're an innovator, right? Don't you consider yourself a? Maybe you don't consider yourself an innovator, but you have some background uh, in innovation. Talk about that just a little bit for for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love innovation. Um, again, my, my school prides itself on being the number one innovation in the country. But really, the, the biggest thing that I've learned in regard to innovation is that it's not as ground, like groundbreaking as people think, right? Innovation to me is just making those micro changes to existing products or doing something just a little bit differently, but doing it differently to the point that it actually impacts people. The, the common misconception is, and I'm in tech, right? So I see it all the time. People want to make the next biggest thing, right? Like we want hotels on the moon. We want you know, <laughs> these outlandish ideas that will happen one day, 
but they they're they're too quote unquote innovative. They're just too unrealistic. Unre- mm-hmm. So I think there's a very interesting delta between where you know unrealistic meets innovation, and in that like kind of gray area, that's where real groundbreaking innovations happen, right? Yeah. So I mean, take Uber or Lyft for instance, right? It it took a mobile application, a map feature, it put it with a ride share. You know, uh, distribution model, right? It makes mm-hmm. two things, and that's that's what I tell people right now. Is I'm the nice thing at my company is I'm in charge of their R and D. So we find people in the community that has a problem, and we see if there's existing solutions in in the world that we can mix with that. So, right. for instance, we are spinning off a company that um, is a mobile nutrition delivery system, right? Mm. And it was. It, Doing really, this company does really, really well in product in in Asia, in Singapore specifically. Right. Okay. We saw that there was a growing demand in the college population that they wanted cheap, affordable, and nutritious, you know, basically uh, substances. Right. Yes. Yeah. Cool. We know that's working in Asia. We know there's a demand. So the innovative mm-hmm. solution is we mix them together, make take the solution, make it more user friendly. And introduce it to the market. So that's really where I really focus on my innovation is taking things that already exist, but and then combining them into something that's new. Because really, all the knowledge is out there, and that's why I was on a phone call with someone for this, and they were like, "Why should people listen to me?" I told them, "Because it's your perception, right? Your experience, and you bring everything to that mix." Yes, and that's what makes it impactful, right? The, the basic mm-hmm. laws are simple, right? If you want to get better at something, practice. Yes. Okay. That doesn't do anything. Yep. If I tell you about my experiences with practicing being a marketer, right? My experiences could relate to you, and that's the in- innovative like, solution. It took something yeah. later, and took something that is contextual to me, and I made it made it one thing, and that's yeah. where innovation comes from. It's it's really if, if you really break things down and look just look at stuff around you. It all comes and stems from putting two things that existed together and building something that's innovative. So, um, yes, I do classify myself as an innovator. Uh, I think everyone's an innovator, though. Um, when I worked at Starbucks, right, the employees would do certain things a certain way because it would maximize time. They were being innovators, right? Like they were like they saw that okay, if I put the you know drink carriers here and I put the machine right next to that, you know that's not standard Starbucks practice. But by doing that, I'm able to cut down five seconds each time. That's innovation. So it can mm-hmm. be as small as that, or it could be as big as Uber. But really, right. like, we're all innovators. Like our brain's the only thing that we will have at the end of the day that's different than a machine. So that's why I always tell people just like try, just just play, just don't be afraid to fail and come out, come out like outlandish. But yeah. yeah, that's kind of the. I- no, that's good. I think the the number one thing I want people to take out of that is that we're all innovators. Is that it just takes, you know, paying attention, being aware, not being like you said. Don't be scared. You just go yeah. out and and start taking action, doing new things, and you're an innovator. That's cool. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll let's move on. Uh, very last topic that I just wanted to touch on for just a few minutes, your point of view on formal education. Now you went to, I just graduated from FGCU two weeks ago. And I'm sure, congrats. thank you. When, when did you graduate last semester? December. December yeah. December, okay. So very similar boat with both just graduating from a uh, 
from a state university. Yours being what the largest in the in the nation, ASU. Hundred and something thousand. There's a ton of them. Unbelievable, man. So so you have you've you've been there for for four years. You saw it. You you experienced the the, the professors, the students, the, you know, college parties, life, and you know, clubs, everything. I want you to to discuss your ex- just a little bit of your experience, and then um, if you believe in formal education, if if that is you know, is that the answer to being successful? Do peep does anyone listening who maybe is not in college is halfway done with college, you know, halfway through college, and they're and they're thinking about starting their own venture, starting their own business. Should they drop out? What should they do? Talk about your perception and your perspective on a formal education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's so important because I do get asked this question quite a bit as mm-hmm. as I, I have played in the system. And I can tell you that I personally, looking back at it, I wouldn't change anything because I needed to go through the experiences I, I went through to get where I am today. But even uh, studying nutrition, I can tell you, you're I'm, I'm teaching myself this more than anything, right? I'm going on Khan Academy. I'm going on um like all these different websites and, and figuring out these solutions for myself. So right. the, the essence of, and this is like, I wouldn't say it's sad, but this is the, the state that we're in, right? The honest truth is we still need quote unquote formal education as a, as a kind of like check mark. Like I did it. Like you, I know for certain professions, you can't go anywhere without a formal education. True. Right? Yes. And sadly that's the place now, but there are, there are happening so many more real, real-time education pieces that's still formal, and that's what I'm actually looking at. Uh, Walmart, AT&T um, are all developing like online or, or kind of like universities, right? That is formal, but is technical. There's a lot of places in, in the startup ecosystem that are actually taking in coding classes, which is a formal class. You know, it's a year structure teaching right. how the essence of coding. Uh, how to be a data scientist, all that fun stuff, and then giving them a job after. So I think formal education, how it is today, is flawed. It's broken. It's not putting the person first. It's a pure monetization game. I think formal education will change, and it will have to change. Mm, and I think that's where the conversation is going. Is I think companies and businesses are going to take this more in-house and still have a formal education program. Like You'll still graduate with a quote-unquote degree from AT&T and like from XYZ. So I think that will still happen. But in regards to like the possibilities for the next 15, 20, 30 years, I don't think informal education will be as massive as it is. Like we, we're still living in this age and kind of at this tail end from the baby boomer generation that a college degree is the golden ticket. But as you and I know, like I was 20 when I started my company, my first company, right? That was crazy. Like I didn't know anything. And now I know how to like do HR, I know how to do taxes, I know how to do XYZ, XYZ. So formal education will change and people will still go through that. It will be completely different. Uh, there's a university that I'm actually really, really curious about that offers zero tuition. However, there is kind of like a pay it forward model. So you will pay 20% of your salary to them for three mm. years after you graduate. Okay. But what, that, what I like about that is it's upfront free for the person. So regardless of your demographic, you can still go. They pay for housing, classes, books, everything. So that's like two, three years. And then they, they, have, a, they have a vested interest to put you in a well-placed job if that's what you want. Because right. If you make $100,000, they make 20, 40, 60. And then like, that's a lot. 
better, but they have a vested interest in your success. So going like jumping around a lot at the end of the day, I, I think people need to understand their why, like, why are you wanting to do the things you want to do? Right. Right. I think if I knew about this world earlier, I would have done a community college and not really graduated. I just go for the classes, like find the professor that I really want and mm-hmm. go to him. And like, if that means right. paying, cool, I'll, I'll pay to learn taxes, uh, right. to learn how to do marketing. I'll find the professors out there. I, I don't think that I would do like a formal degree. Like, I don't think, I think the worst thing that could have happened to me is we go and get a marketing degree because then I would, I would have been stuck with the theories rather than the practical application. And I yeah. learned the practical application from the real world. So I don't know what the next next 20 years looks like for formal education. I just know that and that I'm actively going in to change it from the inside. That's why I wrote the book, because I want people to read that, learn how to talk awesome. it without going to college. Like I want, I want my target audience is the entrepreneur who just needs to tell his or her story, but doesn't know how to start. Cool, that's why I wrote the book. Coming from personal experience, your 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 readers are gonna. That's gonna be awesome, dude. Yeah, I'll have to send you an early copy because I think you you understand it. Like I, yeah. I just think like every we we teach ourselves, and this is my point earlier. Like, there's people who don't have a nutrition degree that know a lot more about it than I do, right? The only reason they do because they're passionate about it and they went and spend the time to study it. You you want to learn more. You have that desire to learn more exactly and like the, the fact the sad fact is like i can walk into any nutrition like institution but because i have a degree they think i know a lot more but i can tell you like personally if i did that i would be the worst applicant because i don't know shit like that's <laughs> i know the basics right i know enough to like pass the classes yeah. i'm sitting in class teaching like literally listening to the professor right and doing business work right so like i had to be there for attendance and like yeah pretend like i was paying attention i was building my app as i was sitting in a nutrition class you were passionate about what you were doing on you you know so that's my that's my like i i know there's a lot a lot more people who are gung-ho about like you know bringing down universities that's like tackling like the oil industry all i know is that it's gonna it's gonna change and people like you and i are making content like this to show people that it is possible to change that there's more out there. Yes. More out there. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely, Nico. Absolutely. Well, before I ask my final question, we're going to wrap it up here. Before I ask my final question, uh, tell the uh, tell the viewers and listeners of the Relentless Life where they uh, where they can find you and, and a little bit about your book too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, the book is called We're All Marketers, um, and it is coming out in August first. So, I'll make sure that we'll kind of blow it up on social, but. Yeah, if you're ever interested in learning, like what's the principles that make marketers successful, go pick it up. I'm pricing it at $9.99. The book costs me six bucks to make. I'm donating the $3.99 uh, to a nonprofit I'm starting. It's called New oh, Adventure. Good you. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's called The New Adventure. And The New Adventure is kind of a fund that I'm going to start and have people just apply, whether it's a nonprofit idea, whether it's a business idea, and help, help cultivate them. Because the biggest thing is I... I would not be where I am today without the people in my life. People like you, people like Jordan, people like my mentors. I would not mm-hmm. be here without them. And I want to offer both education connections, but a monetary re- not reward, but monetary resource to them. Because that's that's really how we change the system. 
right? Dude, I love that. Yeah, and it's it's like I don't want people to think like I'm so great for giving three ninety nine. I just like authors authors don't make a lot of money from a book, and I've already extracted all the value I need from it. Like I already right. have, like I have a book out there, uh, and it's taught me how to market. So, um, the yeah, the best places to reach me is LinkedIn, Nico DeBrain. I'll send you the links uh, so you can add it in. Um, Instagram, Nico DeBrain, uh, Twitter. Think of the brain. It's it's pretty pretty simple with, with all that. But really, at the end of the day, I, I just I really want people to reach out. Like if they have a question about anything we talked about, um, please reach out on these platforms because I, I want to give back. Like we're only here for such a short amount of time. Like let me let me help you if I can. Dude, that's so cool. That is I, I love, love, love meeting people like that that just want to continuously give. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just you don't run into that that often, especially today. Um, people are obviously so consumed in in the money aspect, which is fine. You need money to survive, but most people they don't put in, you know, the work in in the back end of things. We're both su- super young. We put in the work in college, and now that we're that we're out, we graduated. We have that foundation to now build on, and now we have the opportunity to give back. So I just wanted to commend you for having that attitude, for having that mindset, and having the heart to to want to give back and and you're you've recognized we do only have so much time that it's it's crucial we spend as much time as we possibly can helping out our neighbor and and saying you know i got you here's what i can offer you let's head to the top together you know it's it's everything like like forget everything that we talked about in this podcast just remember this one thing just be kind you will pay the biggest dividends in the world you will get further in life uh, there's there's no I hate the notion that nice guys finish last or nice girls finish last because really at the end of the day you're building a reputation if you build a reputation on kindness it will take you so much further like that's a huge promise that I have out there in the world is just be kind uh, but my my friend I have to say thank you for those kind of words it's you know absolutely we're we're all in there for the people right at the end of the day it's uh, like you're probably gonna edit this late at night because you you know you're working and it we're putting this in not for ourselves we're putting it to give back so uh, i commend you too because you know having podcasts is not easy keeping that thing going is not easy so thanks for having me on like i said like we're this will not be the last conversation we have because i I love your energy and like you said like there's not a lot of us out there you gotta keep keep close with those who are making a change exactly and before we wrap up i always ask the uh the same question to to all of my all of my guests and this show is called the relentless life it's my favorite word i have it tattooed over over my chest and uh and i think that it's it it gives empowerment to people and i i'm going to ask you nico what that word relentless when you hear that word relentless what does that mean to you yeah relentless to me just means it's it's kind of like the the best place I can say is like the rel- relentless pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we as a society have not, have not gone really good at focusing on keeping like the, the quote unquote, um, keeping up with the Joneses, just keeping the world happy. And we don't take enough time to keep ourselves happy. And that's right. the biggest thing that I think being relentless is, is just relentlessly pursuing the things that make you happy, right? Because usually with those things that make you happy, Will you know, trickle out and create these waves that will make other people happy. Like I, I, I'm only happy when I'm serving others and helping others, and in turn, they benefit from that. And I want them to take that further and serve mm-hmm. how they feel fit. So that's my biggest thing about relentless is just don't give up. Just be kind and 
just leave the world a little bit better than you found it. Like, that's, yeah, that's it. Leave it, leave it a, a little, little better than you found it. I love that, Nico. Thank you. Uh, thanks for being on, man. It's, it's, it's been a great, great conversation. A lot longer than, than I, I thought we were gonna have. We, we had a little more time than I thought, and I'm, I'm just so stoked to, uh, to release it. And, and like you said, if any, any of, any of the listeners, any of you guys listening, have any questions at all about our conversation about what, what Nico does, you know, if you want to learn from him and what he does, please reach out to him and, uh, and, and go ahead and fire him your questions. He's here to help. Yeah, and listen, like I'll, I'll be 100 percent honest. If you guys send me your email, I'll send you the PDF version of the book for free. Like I, I'm like I said, I'm not in it for money. I just really want you to take these principles, apply it to your life, and just leave the world better. So, honest to your listeners, if they send me a DM saying, "Listen, I heard your pod, I heard you on the podcast. Um, it's an awesome guy, and then you were on it too. Uh, I want that free PDF. Cool, got it. Send it your way. Right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Of course. You're the man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, have a have a great rest of your day. And, and to the to the listeners, thank you guys for listening to episode number 33. Make sure to consistently relentless. See you guys. And there you have it. Another episode of the Relentless Life in the Books. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today, team. It really does mean the world to me and to the Relentless Life community. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode and don't want to miss the next, and I'm telling you right now, you definitely do not want to miss these guests and these interviews we have coming up on the show, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, whether it be on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, wherever it is you may be listening to. Go into the search bar, type in The Relentless Life with Chance Galloway, and hit subscribe. And if you could, leave a five-star rating and review. This really does mean the world to us, and this is what's going to skyrocket us to the top of the podcasting world. With a relentless effort, I know that anything's possible, and I'm telling you guys right now, I truly have the passion to take us to the top. We're trying to positively affect and reach as many people as possible. If you're looking to rep the relentless life, shoot me an email at chance at gallowayfitness.com and we'll get you in some relentless life here. Now let's grow, live consistently relentless, and live the life we always desire to live.